You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. In recent arts news, the National Theatre for Children is closing after a glorious 25 years of enthralling tamariki and akonga around Aotearoa. The work of the theatre has brought many children their first encounter with the magic of live performance. Those that made the decision to close the theatre say they celebrate its legacy of supporting the creation and delivery of high-quality live theatre designed for children. However, the programme has been heavily subsidised for many years to make theatre accessible and this model is no longer sustainable in the post-pandemic environment. To hear more about the closure and what it may mean for tamariki and theatre, I caught up with Tim Bray, Artistic Director of Tim Bray Theatre Company and Trustee of Performing Arts and Young People Aotearoa. Hey, so we are talking today about the closure of Capital E's National Theatre for Children. To start off with, can you just explain to me what the National Theatre for Children has been? What's its history? Uh, for 25 years, it's been, you know, the flagship company for uh, Aotearoa New Zealand in terms of exactly what it talks to, Theatre for Children. It's been based in Wellington and been run, been run by Capital E, which is uh, fun, funded by the Wellington Museums Trust, Wellington Council um, and Creative New Zealand recently. And it obviously does shows in Wellington, but also uh, traverses them or to doing performances for children. And every two years it has been hosting a an annual, um, hosting a biannual festival, beg your pardon, of theatre for children, which is uh, bringing in uh, performances from around the country, but also international performances, um, as well as international delegates, you know, to, to partake in the festival. So that that's pretty much what the, um, you know, that's been doing for 25 years. And, and what's changed now? Why is it closing? I, I don't know the full extent. I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, I'm on the board of Paper, which is the Performing Arts Young People and Aotearoa. Um, so we heard that it was closing. Capitally itself is going to continue. It's just an experiential centre in uh, downtown Wellington. But the National Theatre for Children is being closed. So for uh, for people like uh, myself, who run a theatre company for children in Auckland, but also uh, all our other practitioners across the country who might be you know running theater companies or sole practitioners uh, as puppeteers or storytellers or performers themselves you know it's a huge loss because it's it's the flagship company it's like saying that the you know New Zealand theater company you know not that we've got one but New Zealand theater company for adults is going or uh, New Zealand ballet is going or the New Zealand symphony orchestra is closing it's it's the national theater for children so it's a significant moment yeah and and what implications does its closure have for you as a practitioner of children's theatre and your colleagues I mean for our for, for our sort of I mean arts for us for to start with is is underfunded in the country but particularly work for children is even more so because somehow children you know work for children is seen as not not as important as for adults or not as high quality as it is for adults um yet when we create work for children it has the same costs we we have to pay the same amount for advertising or rehearsals or actors and sets cost the same builders cost the same all the costs are exactly the same but we can only charge you know family friendly or school friendly prices 
Um, so the loss of a national theatre for children sort of, in, in a sense, <laughs> I think shows the lack of value that we have for arts for children um, because it's just not going... It's, it's, it's closing and it's really, really sad. What is the role of theatre in children's lives? What's, what's the point of exposing them to live theatre at a young age? I mean, I suppose for me personally, that's why I do theatre now uh, as an adult because I have really vivid memories of the shows that my late parents took me to. Really strong memories. And so for an hour of a child's life, theatre can really impact in so many ways because it's uh, the pulling together of storytelling and imagination and um, you know the, and, the, and particularly right now too where children are just heads down on, on, on devices that to put children in front of live storytelling which goes back you know back into the human <laughs> distances around the campfire that's how humans have um, evolved we stories are important to us and the sharing of those stories are so valuable and so for for our organization we we we, why we think theater is so important is that it it, um we're sparking the imaginations of children and and sort of getting their creative minds flowing so that you know they may not become artists themselves you know as adults or, or um but the fact that creativity is so important in terms of humans, you know, so they might become, you know, um, a scientist or they might become a mathematician or they might become an engineer, but it's that creative thinking that's so important in every every human endeavour. Um, and so I think that's why theatre is so important for children. I similarly have very uh, vivid memories of watching theatre as a child and, yeah, it's sparking my imagination. But one of the things that I, I found compelling about um, theatre as a child was often theatre that wasn't overly didactic or trying to teach me about something in particular but rather just immersed me in a story which I understand is was sort of one of the visions of the founding director of the National Theatre for Children is that um, that kind of theatre a space that you see is particularly important? Yeah I mean we we do theatre that is purely for enjoyment and purely for storytelling that's our company but it's not to say that uh, theatre can be used for educational purposes, and there are, you know, there are companies going across the country in schools um, and not and in theatres, you know, using theatre as a tool to teach and to educate, which has value as well too. But I think yes, my, my preference is using a performing arts form just for the sheer enjoyment of of, in, of being an audience member. Uh, as adults, or as an adult, my preference is going to something. Uh, a show that really inspires, or um, uh, I, um, you know, excite me, excites me, or, or makes me laugh, or makes me sad about the human condition. Um, it, it's it, if, if I go to a piece of theatre that teaches me something, I'm <laughs> less interested in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, not to say that educational theatre has 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 any any other value, you know, because it is important too. Hmm. And, and we often learn through um, through stories, not through overt teaching. Yeah, and some children do. You know, some children may not learn uh, chemistry in a lab or learn physics. 
you know, in a, in a class or learn maths in front of a maths teacher, they may learn those things another way by mm. a creative expression of a story. And they go, oh, I see, I get that, yeah. Mm. If this move to close the theatre were extended out through the country and the world, what, what do you think the world would look like without children's theatre? Oh, very sad and bleak, I would think. From a very young age, people, you know, parents and grandparents and aunties and uncles and Fano are telling stories to their children. And then also, even in, within the family units, they're almost acting out those stories as well. And children themselves then act out stories in their imaginations. And so, therefore, if you don't have theatre, it's, um, I would say, a pretty bleak time. And, in fact, it's one of those things that, you know, in wartime sort of thing, it, you've got, you know, uh, uh, th- you know first aiders or... or um, uh, and then the next people coming in are, are clowns you know, mm-hmm. into war-torn areas, you know, because of that value that children need storytelling and, and need imaginations and need creativity to thrive and to, and to be human. Mm, and, yeah, and to make sense of the world. So yeah. the reality is, is this is happening. The theatre is closing. They're doing their last shows uh, at the moment. What, what do you see coming out of the closure? Do you think this is a hole that needs to be organically filled? I don't know how. Mm. <laughs> um, um, it was a well-funded organisation through, I believe, Wellington Council and also Creative New Zealand. Um, they, they were an investment client of Creative New Zealand. And there are 81 investment clients of Creative New Zealand across the country. And there are only two of those 81 that are dedicated to work for children. So there was Pat Lee and there were Storylines, and Storylines is work, their work is children's literature. So now we've got 80 investment clients of Creative New Zealand and only one, which is Storylines, which is children's literature. So, yeah, our, our little small sector, of, which is actually quite huge, um, of, of performing arts in New Zealand is under, under-invested and undervalued already. So it's going to take a heck of a lot of, of future investment to, to, to replace what, what, what we've lost. That was Tim Bray, Artistic Director of Tim Bray Theatre Company and Trustee of Performing Arts and Young People Aotearoa, speaking with me about the closure of the National Theatre for Children. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash becasts.